Hi, thank you for making this life-changing decision by listening to the Kingdom Move podcast with Pastor Roderick Ejekun. Grace, remember from Titus, what is the goal? Is to make a godly person out of you. You want to get to a godly place, you want to get to your godly destiny quickly. Draw closer to the shepherd of your soul. Draw closer to the shepherd of your soul. Draw closer to one God as you know why? Because every shepherd has a love in them for their sheep. Years ago, there's even this book that is it he came to um he's given to the captives free. I remember I was giving a particular account where he, he was was in the book, where he was talking to an angel that came to appear to him. And one of the things that the lady that recounts in the book was that he said, Look, this message promises to do nothing but set your life on the right track and give you loads of encouragement. So sit back, relax, and be blessed. And oh, do grab a notebook while you're at it.
children of God. And it's good to see you and it's good to have you on Wednesday evening. Hallelujah. Bounce from all who say that. He says those that show up during the weekday are the serious ones. Yeah. He says they are the ones looking for something. Yeah. Those that show up on Sunday mornings, they just go, majority just go because I just go. Uh, they have to go. They have to go and mark their names. I says that those that weekday go to work and they are still here. It means they are looking for something. He said they are the ones he loves to pour into. Hallelujah. Shake your neighbor next as a neighbor. It's good to have you here. I know you may be tired, but be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let the word of the Lord refresh you. Amen. We have to learn to allow God's word to give us life. Yeah. You know, people are tired. They are tired. They go to work, they are tired. But when they see their girlfriends, it changes. There's some life that comes to them. Yeah. Because they've chosen to receive life from their girlfriends. Uh-huh. They've chosen that this is where my life will come from. But they say, look, my brain must missing me. Go through the traffic, there is traffic, but still... Say, now that I've seen your face, I'm okay. You are my rest. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I realize that most believers haven't allowed the word and the things of God to refresh them. Some of the people say, I'm sick, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going home. You are sick, so you are going home. You are sick, so be with the Lord. Unless you are somebody, you know, you are broken, you have to lie there. But other than that, be with him. He said, while I'm here, I'm, re- I'm receiving a refreshment from you. Mm. I'm going too quickly. <laughs> Amen. Truly, sometimes I'm going to say, oh, I'm, I think I'm, I'm feeling such a... Well, sit under his word. 
You know, I'll, I'll share some things with you. Amen. <laughs> so, hallelujah. Choose, choose to, you know, let God be your life support. Let God be your life support. It's a choice you make. It's a choice you make. You can't receive what you are not willing to receive. You only receive what you are willing to have. God can extend to you, but if you don't regard it, you will not have it. So, the presence of God, we may come here under a tree, there's not much and all, but the Lord is here. Every Wednesday evening, the Lord is here. One of the reasons why I know that God is here is that I can tell you the countless times I didn't know what I was going to preach. When I say now, you don't believe me, so I'm supposed I'm telling you, sometimes literally I don't know what I'm saying, but I stand here as I see I know what I'm saying. Because it's not me, it's the Lord who is here. God who loves us and shows us to preach his word. Amen. So, trust me, God is here. Every Wednesday, look for a fellowship meeting. Go. Amen. Now, this month we've been looking at grace, right? And it's been awesome. So today, <laughs> I wanted to end the message of grace. And I will encourage you that go for the podcast and listen to all, everything. If today's your first time, please go back. Those who have been listening, I know that this one will add on to what you've heard already. Are you with me? And so, what you're hearing, go back and go and listen. And like we encourage people, listen and listen and listen and listen again. Are we good? Uh, the Kingdom Move podcast. Go and listen. So today, I want to talk about the three elements of grace. Now, three elements of grace, not the three elements of grace. Three elements of grace. Then I said the, the three elements of grace, it looks as if it's conclusive, but it's not. It's three elements of grace. Are you with me? Now, I want uh, Titus 2, verse 11. Hmm. One of the foundation scriptures, eh? yeah. Titus 2. Right. Shall we read it? I like us to read it because, like I said, some of you don't read the Bible. So this becomes a place where you get to read the Bible. Amen. So shall we read it? For the grace of God bringing what? Salvation to what? All people. Go to uh, uh, New King James. I like going there before I come to. Um, NLT and the other translations. Right. He says, let's go. For the, for the grace of God that brings salvation. For the grace of God that what? Brings salvation. As what? As appeared to all men. Some say all men. Some say all men. All men. Remember, the goal of God's grace is all men. It's all men. Not some men. All men. All men means all men. All men, different religion, different faith, different background, different economic status. Everybody. The grace of God, the goal of God's grace is towards all men. It's, it's for the grace of God that brings salvation that appears to all men. The next verse 12 says, God teaching us. Hmm. This same grace that appeared unto all men that brings them salvation did not leave it there, but that grace is teaching. That grace teaches us. Now, the first part implies something that has appeared, is a, a 
it has happened, but this one uh, implies continual act. So grace comes and it, it saves us, it brings us salvation, it gives Jesus to us, but grace doesn't leave us there, but grace keeps teaching us. I'm going to get some sense. Because the first part, salvation is a reality of your spirit. As I've said, the true you, you're saved. The minute you give your life to Jesus, the Bible says we are not the same anymore. We have become new creatures. We are new. Tell me I'm new. Hallelujah. For those of you who have not given your life, delivered your life to Jesus, you are not new. You are still the same. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. You know, like, you know what they say? The fact that you, you go to, uh, you walk into a car, a car doesn't make you a car. Coming for meetings doesn't make you a believer. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. But you have to give your life to Jesus. In other words, you have to surrender your life to Jesus. In other words, you have to be deliberate to tell Jesus, you now come and lead my life. When we say, Lord, when we say, Jesus, be my Lord. Lord means one who has control. That's what you're saying. Lord, uh, Jesus, be my Lord. Jesus, have control over my life. I don't want my opinions to lead my life anymore. Because my own opinion doesn't take me anywhere. I surrender to your opinion, your view of my life. My life is yours. Because that's why Jesus came to die so that his life will become your life. Jesus did not die for your life to co coexist with his life. Hey, I'm not making some sense. He did not die for your life to know. If you could do it, he didn't need to die. But because you could not do it, that's why he came to die. So there's a trading, a trade-off. Bible said, as we died, we also died. So when Jesus hung on the tree and Jesus died, that death that Jesus went to implies that you also died. When you came and you said, Jesus, I, I receive you as my, um, my Lord, you're saying that when you died, I died. So now that you live, now I live. But I do not live according to the way I was. I live according to a new man. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? That's what it implies. That is what it means. This is what salvation is about. Young people, salvation is not about an association where Sunday will, will sew the same cloth or wear the same t-shirt. Hey, I'm out on somewhere in the house. It's not about going to a place where when you die, you get people to bury you. Hallelujah. Or, for young people, it's not about death, it's about weddings. You want a place that when it's a wedding, people will come. Ah, I'm out on somewhere in the house. <laughs> You have to make a conscious decision. Give your life to Jesus. It's about life change. So, grace comes. And he says, this same grace is teaching us. What is it teaching? Grace, parent word, is in your soul. Grace is still at work. And working in your soul to bring you to what? To deny ungodliness. Hmm. Hey, to deny what? Let's read on. To deny ungodliness, what? Mm. And worldly words. Where are we living? The world. The world is about, I think, what, is it uh, Timothy there? Paul was writing to, I think, Second Timothy there. He was telling him, he said, look. He says, at the end times, evil days will come. And then after he says that, 
And he says, men will be lovers of themselves. I never saw it till today. When I was listening to my, my the Bible, I knew the scripture. But the way I heard it, you know, initially when you hear evil days will come, they're looking at, you know, because they make reference to wars and things. So, when you talk about evil days, they're talking about war, killing, you know. He says, the evil in the end times is that men will grow in loving themselves. Men will be lovers of themselves, haters of their parents. I mean, and these are things that are just what we are, is happening right now. Because we exhort our own self about everything, evil is what we love. We have embraced evil because we love ourselves. Now, all of us, every one of us, we have a tendency to act in our own favor. We will act in our favor towards our pleasure, our desires, what we want. We cannot deny ourselves. Denying ourselves is one of the last things we, we will do. Hey, let me, the way some of you are looking at me, I see you are, you are, you are, how do you call it? Imagine Michael and Sammy are chasing the same woman. You didn't know they're chasing the same woman. And then they did not, and they found out that the same woman. The natural thing that will come out of them is to fight for the same woman. They will say, oh, someone will say, you come with you. No, no, no. Say, for where? You see, some will now buy more. If, if, if some had never bought a bought flower for her, some will buy a whole bouquet of flower. And then Michael will come and sing for the woman. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> because naturally, we will not will not give, it, give up what we desire. So denying ourselves is very difficult. Look, it's the fact. Mm. Ah. And our world, we are teaching ourselves to go after what we want. You want it, go after it. You desire to take it. It is yours. It belongs to you. After all, we are going to die once. So enjoy while you are dying. One of the acts of the Holy Ghost when it comes to a man's life is to teach him how to deny. And that's what grace does. Teaching you how to, you know, hey, let me guess I'm saying somebody. Yeah. Teaching, deny ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live what? Soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. So, like uh, um, Phoebe was saying, we don't just that have received Christ and live it like that. God knows that after you have received Christ, you have issues in your soul. In my opinion, it's still there. The woman is there. It's there. The knowledge of, of chasing women is there. The knowledge of smoking is there. The pleasures that was given you is still there. Hey, are, are you with me? Sometimes you are there and then you see the bottle. Somebody is just drinking and you see the way it's sweating. Then you, all the taste buds in your mouth, you see that then they are there. Something is happening to them. Hey, hey remember those days. I want to make some sense. Yeah, it's there. All of us here. Hmm. You let close your eyes. Ah, close your eyes and see that if you are just with the. Let me not even see. So tell me about you need teaching. You need what? You need teaching so that this God's work in you will be done. And that, God, that will be godly in this present age. This is what grace is doing. This is what, what 
grace is doing. Now, as grace is working, there are three elements that grace is using to do that work. Three. Three. That grace is do, using, oh, there are more than three, but I'm using three. I'm going to lay out three. That grace is using to do that. And the first one is grace takes advantage of the lives of shepherds. Hey, should I go there? Ephesians 4.11. Ephesians 4, 11, from going. We look at something to And he himself, himself over there is Jesus. See the capital. And he himself gave some to be what? Some evangelists and some what? Pastors and what? Teachers and Ezra's. For what? Equipping of the, for the equipping of the saints. So grace is still at work putting you together. And God is using men, shepherds, as a means of grace in your life. Hallelujah. That's what God is doing. God is using men as, as means of grace. God's grace is still on your side. That's why God gave you, God did not leave you without a shepherd. God did not leave you without a leader. God never leaves anybody without a shepherd, a tool. God will always give you some, somebody. The problem is, you have not recognized the people God has given you as an, an, an instrument of grace. You have not seen because if you knew, you would treat them better. He himself, the Lord of grace, gave men unto us. Hey, I'm not making some sense about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We read Proverbs 1, we read Proverbs 1, 8. It says, my son, who? My what? Paul. A lot of reference to all those that God used him to win them over and those that he instructs, he calls them sons. And he says, my, my son, do not, hallelujah, Proverbs 1, 8, right? He said, my son, hear the instruction of who? Your father. And words, do not forsake. The minute you forsake instructions, you forsaking people God has given to you. And grace will not come to your life. You can go and go and cry. Oh God, you know what I'm going to pray, God? And God says, the grace is the, the one next to you. The one I've given to instruct you. That's grace. Because your work is a, is a work of grace. Leading, guarding, shepherding. Amen. So what is the warning that the Bible gives us in Romans, Romans, uh, I Romans, Hebrews 13, 17. Hmm. Look at the warning he gives there. He says, obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for what? As what? As those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for, for that would be unprofitable for you. Hey, that was unprofitable for you because you are neglecting the grace that comes through their life. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Yeah. That would be unprofitable. These men of God, shepherds that God gives to you, they are loving you. They are taking care of you. They listen to you. That's grace. That's grace. That's grace. And remember, from Titus, one of the goal is to make a godly person out of you. Ah, yeah, See, you want to get to a godly place, you want to get to your, your godly destiny quickly, draw closer to the shepherd of your soul. Draw closer to the shepherd of your soul. Draw closer to one God again. Do you know why? Because... Every shepherd has a love in them for their sheep. Years ago, 
there's even this book that uh, is it, it came to, um, it's given to the country's free. And Rebecca was giving a particular account where he was, well, in the book, where he was talking to an angel that came to appear to her. And one of the things that the lady, that, uh, she recounts in the book was that, he said, look, we talk about angels, that everyone God created has created as angels. And this angel has tremendous love from the father, the father has put in the angel for the person. He said that they are always seeking to come before the father on their behalf. So the angels are always looking for an opportunity to go before God so that they can go and present to him anything that concerns you because of the overwhelming love they have for you. Are you with me? And when you go to uh, uh, Revelation, Revelation talks about the angel of the church. And that reference, theologically, they'll tell you a shepherd. So, adding one and two and five together. Hey, am I making some sense to you? It means that the people that God gives you as shepherds, because truly, a man who cares that you are a man, a shepherd who cares about you, always wants to pray for you. So, why are you running away from the one who can extend grace to you? Or through whom that God extends grace to you? Am I making some sense? Yeah, look at me, I'm not sure having started. Am I making some sense? Yeah. One element of strong grace is a shepherd. You need a shepherd. Hey, don't come and tell me I'm flying solo. There's no flying solo in Christianity. There's no flying solo. Tell the person, there's no flying solo. You need a shepherd. You need what? You need a shepherd. You need somebody you can talk to. Ah, the other word, somebody you can be accountable. In African programs, say, look, one who is demarcating the path is not aware of what's happening behind you. You need a shepherd behind and say, hey, hey. I, I don't know whether I say I shared a story of, uh, you know, we went to, this is when I was raising some of the boys um, in the faith. And this boy loved, loved, loved my, um, my sister. <laughs> and I, I mean, because I, I spoke, I, I led him to Christ, like working with God and all that. So he was accountable and all that. And then we were going to the beach. And, 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 and we were in the waters. <laughs> and, and because he had spoken to me, I knew his weakness. And I knew his weakness was my sister. He'll be speaking to Kabbalah, but when she comes, there's the man is dying. You know? So I knew. So I thought in the midst of back and forth, then I think my sister came to him that, oh, help me swim. <laughs> <laughs> so the shepherd of his soul I was looking I was swimming I was looking then I noticed I did, I did, I did, all of that the swimming turned and then he's at the back of my sister and lifting and I said hey <laughs> so then, then I saw that they were like, as they're lifting, lifting, I can see Jack is rising up. Hey! Jack, as they're lifting now. <laughs> so I knew my, my man was drowning. <laughs> so, so what I had to do was that I drew closer and then I used an excuse to my sister, oh, tell them to give me something. So when she did that, I said, boss, cool down. (laughs) (laughs) 
Boss, go down, go down. <laughs> Are you with me? Can you imagine a shepherd was not there? I'm telling you, he will come back a proper sinner again. Yeah, that's what that most of you, you are, you, you, you are not allowing the grace through your shepherds to stand. That's why you are falling to so many temptations. Some of the temptations they are not necessary if you could tell your shepherd about where you're going. Because your shepherd with the grace they have will tell you, Jack, no. And so what Hebrews says, submissive. Say yes, sir. Call the girl with the nursery. That day you have been saved to fight the battle again. That's the way it works. Guys, if an angel you look, I'm telling you, an angel will, can come and come and talk to you, you still don't hear it. Do you know the Bible said that angels are like strangers? You are bent on going to the girl's house to go and bring a stranger, meet you and say, Don't will you listen to a stranger? Tony Mwen, how dare you give me that instruction? Yeah, you ignore. But the shepherd of your soul, the one who has this over you, you have to listen to him. Oh, I'm not making some sense to you. Yeah, grace is still at work. God is at work, but God is working his grace. It's not, you know, as you become born again, the grace is not the feelings you receive. Hmm. It's not that. It's like having believers who have received grace, but you can't see it in their life. Because they are not able to deny ungodliness. Oh, I'm not making some sense. And it's because they are not listening to their shepherd. Hey, I'm not making some sense, somebody. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, where's your shepherd? Where's your shepherd? Oh, shake the person and say, who are you accountable to? Who are you accountable to? Hallelujah. Be accountable to somebody. Look, maturity, listen, maturity is not being, being unaccountable, right? That, unaccountable to anybody. Let me show you. You know that all of you that are there, they're single, they say you're not mature. I, I, I society actually considers you mature when you get married. You know what marriage is about? It's being yourself, getting yourself tied to somebody everywhere. Yeah. Most of my guys that go my when they get even when they come from a meeting, they come, when you call, they don't do. <laughs> when you come, wherever you go, I'm here. I'm in this. From here. Would you tell you? I'm here. I'm here. I'm doing. I'm telling you. That's what marriage is about. You are accountable. You are telling somebody where you are. And when you're going somewhere, they are not sure. They say, tell the, uh, the darling, I don't, I, I, I don't think you should go. You have to listen. Don't listen. Go and come. You come and meet the fire. They've hit that waiting for you to come inside. Learn accountability. Shake your nose and learn accountability. Learn. Learn. Tell the person, learn, learn, learn. Learn to be accountable. Learn to be accountable. Learn to be accountable. <laughs> oh, I just feel like going bloom bars. I'm blooming my bars. Hey.
This is Paul. Paul had gone to uh, start a church here and there and was tracing himself back. And he goes through and he meets up the church in Ephesus. And Paul knew of a, of a fact that he wouldn't come back again. The journey was going. He knew that where he was going, he practically was going to die for God. So these are the people that Paul, on Paul's heart, and Paul was spending some time with them before he left. And he had gathered the people. They were, he was a, the, the shepherd, their chief shepherd. And they were, they were, in the sense, they were even leaders of the people. So Paul was pouring his heart onto them. And he said, look, for I know this, that after my departure, salvage wolves, and salvage wolves are coming in among the sheep. Salvage wolves are coming in among the sheep. It's not the sheep going in among salvage wolves. Though. The wolves are coming among the sheep. So when a sheep gathers, there's a wolf here. And when a wolf comes among the sheep, he's dressed like a sheep. Because if he comes as a wolf, they can see it's all fat. There's a wolf here. <laughs> ah, look at the one that says, But one, oh, shake the message. one, <laughs> yeah, there's a wolf here. There are wolves. There's a wolf. Believers gathered, there are wolves. Look, when we started ministry, there was a wolf that came in among us. Yeah, there's a wolf came and came to pick some of the leaders. And went to, it took some time, went to speak evil of us to some, especially about me, to some parents, and all that. We are teaching the children how to fornicate and all those. And, he came for some of the leaders and started a relationship with them. I've been sent to them. Uh-huh. But when he came, he came as pastor. He was called Pastor Prince. And look, when he started, by the time we realized that that was a wolf all along, I think I traced a step, went to where, went to where he lived to go and hear a story. This guy was living with a... It's from a certain nationality I don't want to mention. And was living with this woman of God in Ghana, in the garage, that was just some, the houses where the garage is like a, a whole whatever. Said they were in the house when they heard that police and a parent have come to the house, that their daughter's 15 year old daughter is in the house. They were like, hey, they <laughs> said for three days their daughter has been in the house. No, no, for three days the pastor prince was milking the girl. I'm telling you, he was devouring the pastor for three days. When he came, Pastor Prince, very calm and cool. I'm telling you. <laughs> if you say you are going to tell a wolf by their behavior, when they come in among the sheep, you'll be, you'll be misled. And a lot of people are prideful. So, unless you're a brother, I met the person in CY. You met the person in and you think it is okay. Yeah. And it's because often we are not accountable. We go and pick ourselves something, and then by the time we realize where you. <laughs> hey, are you now? Somebody tell somebody. Hey. Look at what I noticed that after my departure, somebody will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Let's do the next verse. It says, Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things 
to draw away the disciples after themselves. Once again, the self becoming the, the focus, uh, fo- uh, focus. These men are coming in and their goal of all they are going to do is themselves. Okay, the next verse. It says, therefore, watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Go to the next verse. So now, brethren, this is a solution. I warn you, this is a solution. I commend you to God and what? And the word of what? His grace, which what? Is able to build you up and what? Give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The word of His grace. Come say the word of His grace. Shake your neck and say the word of His grace. The word, the word of His grace. What's the word of His grace? The word of Christ Jesus. The word that gives you life. It says, I leave you to that. Now, I've been sharing with you, but listen, is that the part of the reason why we are not walking in victory is that we are not studying what Jesus came to do. We are not. When you go to the Old Testament, God says, I want to encounter, I want you guys to have an encounter with me. So clean yourself. Three days. Come, let's meet. They clean themselves. And then when the time came, and then God started speaking, then their hearts started filled with fear because they have not known him. So they were afraid as God was speaking. Then they came and said, they told told Moses, Moses, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot. So you go and listen to God for us. And come and tell us what he he says. Why? Because we have not learned his ways. The Bible talks about, about the fact that the people of Israel knew of the hand and its provision, but Moses knew of his ways. Moses knew of the Lord. Guys, listen. Listen. And listen again. If you want to be saved, don't just rely on the preaching of your man of God. Rely on the word. What I mean is this. Study the word of his grace for yourself. Let the word of your man of God be a guide. But go into the word. Hey, I'm going to say something Go into the word. Study. You want to be saved? Study. 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 There are a couple of places where Paul keeps on saying, if you hold this to the very end, what we have begun, the grace we have begun, you need to hold it to the very end. It's not enough that you just know today. Because tomorrow something is coming. Either some men are coming to draw you or some wolves are among who are about to devour. Study. Let's stop being a generation that is, we are so much all the time on the phone, social media, but you can't study the word of God for an hour. He said, ah, what we give to the world is small. What we give to God is plenty. What I mean is this. The same hour, when we're on our phone, it comes so quickly. But that hour, what we give to God, ah, That's the way it is. You see, the believer who can go and spend a thousand cities on themselves. But that thousand cities on the God, hey, they are seeing the kingdom of God. Even 
you observe how much you, you give to the Lord. And that will give you the clear picture of what I'm saying. Clear picture. You check how much you give to God. Whether it has ever entered your heart that the, that the, the hundreds of that I, I no special anointing. Just give to the Lord. You see something inside and say, don't should do. Am I talking to myself? <laughs> The work of His grace is able to build you up. You want, to, you want building with God's word. You want building what? It's not sensations. It's not sensations. It's not what? I had this, but my, my time in school, when, when <coughs> as you do this, when they're just excited about, you know, things of God and as you, and then when the man of God says something, they say, people lift up the two. Yeah! That sensation. You can go for a meeting and excite to you. It's like, it's like you don't go to camp. That's what happens. A lot of people, it's sensation. You give them three weeks, it's gone gone. Three weeks class, I'm a week. Because they don't have the word of his grace inside of them. I, I'm not talking to somebody in the house. You need to study the word. Study the word. You want to be saved? The word of his grace. The word of his grace. Second Timothy 3.16. What is God's word able to do? And how does it work? Mm. It says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and what? And it's profitable for doctrine. For what? That's what you want to for what? Reproof, correction, instruction in what? In righteousness. Let's say that for what? Reproof, correction. One more time, reprove. Reprove. You, you need to be to be what? <laughs> yeah, that's what the word of God. When you are saying the word balance, that's what that's to you. If it's not in balance, you see that you're always happy. The word of God, you know, because one that makes up that's what Bible said in the end times, we are going to go, we are going to pick for ourselves who we should want to listen to each year. So we go for one program to hey, what program are they doing? Aha! Then they go to what program are they doing? Are they doing? And, and you think that is what will grow you. That will not build you. Ha. Am I making some sense, somebody? Tell about you need reproving. You need, you, need, you need correction. You need correction. You need what? And Bible also makes us understand Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5, 23, that Jesus uses the word to wash us. Wash your conscience. Sometimes you go on IG and see some things that you know that you need a gallon <laughs> to wash, some of the wash. Yeah, to wash. Are you, are you with me? Ephesians 5, 23, to wash. Wash the word of God. What it means that if you're not reading the word, the word, <laughs> if you're not reading it, you're, you're not getting washed, you're not getting clean, you're not getting corrected. You are just a free, a free ball going. Hallelujah! Are you in the house? Tell about allow the word inside of your life, allow the word, allow, allow. Uh, what kind of believer are you who don't read the word? A wordless believer. 
she believed that oh, so I had to give I'm not too sure say was scripture or Bible. No. God help those who help themselves. Say, oh, Bible, no one. Three years you have been in the faith. You don't know that God helps those who help those. It's not scripture. When they mention, how do you call it? Philip, you can't say Philip or Ryan. Uh, you can't know whether it's a disciple or say. You don't know. <laughs> Old Testament and New Testament. Hey! Yeah, so you know that the phone that I used last night. This generation, yeah, I think you need last, you know. You need to be, the last should be, I think because they took uh, whipping from, uh, caning from schools, that's why. The caning, what scripture do you read? I'm out five years ago, it's in a warm walk, you know. <laughs> it warms you up. Because the level of foolishness we walk in is amazing. Look, I'm talking to you. Shake the one next and tell the person, wake up from your stupidity. Oh, tell the person, tell the person, wake up from your stupidity. Tell the person, you can't be a believer that don't know the word. You can't be a believer that doesn't know, don't know the word. You can't be a believer that do not know the word. You can't be a believer who doesn't know the word. You are not being built up. You are not being corrected. You are not being reproved. You are dirty. That's what it means. You are dirty. You are always dirty. Ah, are you in the house? Yeah. And then the last one, because of the last one, Hebrews 10 25. It's a three element of grace. I'm sharing. Hebrews 10 25. The third element of grace tonight I want to show you is as ourselves. The assembly of ourselves. The assembling of ourselves. 1 Corinthians 12 12. Let me share something with you, show you something. 1 Corinthians 12 12. For as the body is one, and as many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. <laughs> yeah. So also is what? Christ, the next verse, see. It says, some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been what? Baptized into what? One body by one spirit and what? And we all share... We all share what? We all share the same spirit. <laughs> yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Let's do this. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, <laughs> that does not make it any less part. What I'm saying is, when you read on, he's just going to make an argument and go to make, he makes an argument that the same spirit but gives different gifts. The same spirit, different gifts, but di different gifts by one body. Same spirit, different gifts, yet given to one body, which is Christ. Are you with me? So, what am I saying? The body is an expression of God's grace. The body of believers is an expression of God's grace. That whatever you are going through and you are struggling with, there are chances as long as you stay with the body, life will flow through the body to you. Life will flow through the body to you. You are going through some weakness. You are going through some challenge. Why are you running away from the body? 
purpose in life is in the body. So rather what you need to do is look for somebody who is mature in understanding what you're going to and connect. Hey, as long as you are connected, what is in the hand will touch you. Hmm. Let there be a sore on your buttocks. Your eyes cannot see it. There are some sores of the body the eyes can see, but there's a gift of the hand that can touch it. What are you talking about? Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. Let's give Jesus some praise. <laughs> yeah. Meaning, there are some hurts and some things. Yes, it's not everybody that will see it. It's not everybody that, but you are part of the body. And there's a gift in the body that will start ministering. That will minister to you. The problem we have is that we have not understood the dynamics of the work of the, the workings of the spirit through the body. Because we are many parts, we are often driven by our own selfish ambitions and selfish motives. So small things happen, we want to go. Some of us are prideful. You're going through something. Because you're going through nobody can do Nobody is my life. It's my personal life. Okay. Then you carry I nearly said something that you You carry it away. May God. <laughs> I nearly said something. Hey, mercy. <laughs> then you, you carry that. Meanwhile, whatever you are going to, it, you are part of the body, and it's happening to a part. Have you seen the bottles ministering to the soul on this? Have you seen the bottles ministering to the soul on the bottles before? Why the bottles? <laughs> <laughs> the mission, <laughs> understand the revelation. <laughs> the bottles is. <laughs> I use breast, you know, I use breast too much. I use the bottles. <laughs> now, the reason why I'm using the bottles is because it is hidden, it's delicate. It does, it, you can't see it, it's very difficult to see, but it's part of the body. And when it is going through, the chances are that it will treat itself, it will want to treat it as private and personal. But it's not the bottle that will minister to it. The hand will come and minister to it. The hand will come to that private part and make sure and, and be gentle and gentle. Hey, am I making some sense? When the pain is so much, the eyes will cry and say, I'm here to comfort you. What are you talking about? Oh, shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, stop being prideful. Stop being prideful. Allow the grace of the body to flow through you. Hallelujah. Allow the grace of the body to flow through you. And this is the reason why I see Because people get whatever they call issues special and they leave, we don't learn to let grace flow. That's why. So the body is so gifted by the spirit, but it's not ministering to itself. They're not ministering to itself. There are others among us who are also not mature that what they see, let me ask you a question. Who, who among us can you notice that this I'm going to a more delicate man? You notice that there are balls on your on your ball. There are balls on your balls. Is <laughs> a what? A boiling ball. This guy. Which among us you do so and come and stand and say, Charlie, and then the ball and then there is you. Which among us will do that? 
we're not going to expose a weakness of any part of us like that to public ridicule. So how do you go and expose a weakness of a brother to a public ridicule? When you do that, it's the body of Christ you are shaming. It's not the person. You may think you are shaming the person, but it's the body of Christ you are shaming. And by these things, grace is not flowing the way it's supposed to flow among us. Because we each have been given a gift to minister to each other. That's how grace, that's one of the means by which God is building us into godliness. Are you guys with me? So when somebody comes to you and shares a weakness to you, thank God what the Bible says. He said, while you are listening and striking somebody, have a, 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 a fear in you that you too can fall. So you are gentle, you are understanding, you love, and trying to see how can you help. That's what you do. And when you've done your part, you give glory to God and move on and be excited that the body is finally healing. But there's no way that you are going to go and expose. And it's one of the interesting things that day. You see believers are posting weaknesses of other believers. It has become so serious that we are posting weaknesses of our leaders in the church. And we are excited to post it. How many of you see Muslims, how do you call it, sharing the things of imam and things on, on, on social media? Only believers, only mature. That's what they're doing. They say, oh, let's let's face facts. These pastors, they think they're superhuman. You are fool. You don't understand. You 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 are not wise. I'm telling you. And this, you are a fool. It's in the Bible. If you don't know, I'm open for you. You are fool. Should I say it again? You are fool. You are not wise. Remember, I told you that the word is for reproof. I'm reproofing you. You are a fool. You don't go and post that out there. How does that minister life to the body? How does that minister life to the body? And now we have a generation that calling itself woke. Woke. We are woke. And because we are woke, we want to do this, and we have to expose, and we have to do yeah. And you feel like it's an abuse. We have to, who told you? Do you know the abuses in families and homes? The whole generation that somebody said, we have grown in human knowledge, education knowledge, that we are fools. Because the very education that is supposed to help build, we are destroying with our own hands. In all in the name of Amuk. There's nothing like that. Read the Bible very well. Study the word. Am I making sense? Some sense, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's grace here. There's grace here. There's what? There's grace here. Let me also say this in conclusion. Listen, if you are not part of any body of Christ, you are doing yourself. Connect. If you are here, maybe you came to see what I, and, and then there's some life, something coming to you. Connect. Don't tell me. Connect. Find a way. Go and see. How can I be part more? Say hello to somebody. Make friends with somebody. Connect to the body. Because that's how grace flows. We are here. Do you know why some of us are here? Some of us we used to be depressed. We used to have problems with depression. But God brought life to us through the body. The joy of a believer. Sometimes you have to believe, I mean, look at uh, uh, praise. Look at praises, comment, and comeback. You are here. It will make you laugh. Left with you alone. You, as if the world is falling on you. Left with you alone. If you stay alone for so long, you start thinking suicidal thoughts. Oh, you need somebody like praise. His energy doesn't end. <laughs> Or last armor. Yeah. You need, this is where life is. Sometimes you have some view, you know, some people are very pessimistic about life. CDN and the world, hmm, and those things, you know, all this. <laughs> very negative about the part of the body. You see somebody with a positive view. Somebody with an encouragement. You don't always need to, your hands to be laid upon you for you to break chairs. No. And you don't buy, you don't buy to replace them. <laughs> Part of the, you see somebody say, I mean, I'm lonely, this life, this life, look, be part of the body. Not just calling, some of you even the dreams you have, and somebody's chasing you, I'm alone. Be part of the body, sad dreams will all go. Oh, 
the way God has supplied my, has supplied for me out of the body, it's just amazing. I don't look. I've said, I tell you all the time. I think one of the reason why I'm not I'm not I'm not in his going to get married is because of the believers around me. I'm so supplied with love. That's true. Me, I'm supplied with love. Amen. I'm supplied with love everywhere. Every time I get a hug, I wake up in the morning. There's a message. I'm always supplied with love. It doesn't mean that I don't, I won't get married, but I'm supplied with love. When my wife comes, she says, oh, this one's going to be the only love that will. You don't tell me, when I saw you, I was in the world, I was dark, I was dark. There was no love. I will not write those things. When you come, I say, look, I was happy. I was happy. God has just decided to overflow and give you me. But I'm happy. Oh, how many of you Yeah, because I'm telling you, when you are connected with the body, you will be supplied. You will be supplied. Let me say this in last, uh, let, let me clarify. You see, we think, um, Singleness is a case. A singleness, no. Singleness, there are different levels of singleness. <laughs> uh, should I go there? There are those who marry and their spouses die. Are they cursed? Why do we want to make it look when you're single, then there's so many out of your life? Am I making some sense? Yeah. What about the, the disparity? That says that there are more women than men. It means that practically lots of women will be without a partner. So does it mean their life is meaningless? Is that what it means? Because the world has pressure, that's why so many of them are now hanging on many people. One man, about three other women are there. The one for the morning, one for the afternoon, one for the evening. And then the main woman who's playing the game inside. <laughs> yeah. Recently, I was watching, I was listening to something. They said, the, the girlfriend will say, look, they're fine. Even the wife will say she's fine. She can, she, she likes you, just supply this for him. The rest, you supply the rest. Yeah, because you make the people feel as if they are useless without. It's a lie. I'm telling you, you don't stand before yourself, Christ said, God, you didn't make me happy because you didn't give me a body to marry. God said, I give you the body. I give you, let you let go of the body and go to club looking for husband. He's here. He's here. God will supply you what you need with the body. Stop being powerful. I'm not making sense somebody. Tell about humble yourself and receive grace. Receive grace. So you rise up, rise up on your feet, go to two, three, go give them a hug and tell them this is life coming to you. Go, go to them, go to them, tell them, this is life coming to you. Go, 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 go. Life is coming to you. Tell the person, you are not alone, you are not alone, you are not alone. Tell the person, this is grace, grace, grace being supplied. This is grace being supplied. This is grace. This is grace, grace being supplied. This is grace being supplied. This is grace being supplied. This is grace, grace being supplied. Grace. Grace, grace is being supplied unto you. This is grace, hallelujah. This is words, this is words, this is words. Hallelujah. Tell anybody, if you are part of the body, you never walk alone. Part of the body was you never walk alone. Don't sing songs. I'm sad. I'm alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Just thank him tonight. Just thank him. Thank you, that Lord. I'm not. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Thank you for your word that it builds me up. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you and God bless you for listening to this message. You can get interactive with Pastor Roderick Ijekumo on his social media handles. Facebook at Roderick Ijekumo. Instagram at Roderick Ijekumo. Twitter at Roderick Ijekumo. You could also get interactive with Christ for Youth International on Facebook at Christ for Youth International. Instagram at ConnectCYI. Twitter at ConnectCYI. This has been the Kingdom Move Podcast. Thank you and do stay blessed.